So e-commerce is the hardest niche, and I still stand by that statement. Uh, I made a video about nine months ago on why e-commerce is the hardest niche, and I made some predictions in that video. And a lot of them have come true. But today I wanted to walk you through why it still sucks. Um, now, this is not an invitation or a call for you to hop niche out of the e-commerce space. Um, it's some observations and some truth that will help you understand why you might be struggling to grow your agency in the e-commerce niche. By understanding these truths, you will find it a lot easier to grow in the e-commerce niche because you're going to start to realize why you're struggling. And if you're wondering why I have the authority to even start making assumptions as to what might be the hardest niche, it's because I run a company called Imperium Agency. And Imperium Agency is responsible for helping over 250 agency owners scale and grow their agencies. And I'd say about half of our clients are e-commerce agency owners. And so today I want to make a video on why I see e-commerce still being the hardest niche. Like I said, this is not an invitation to niche hop. It's not me saying that you should go and start doing lead gen instead. You should make that decision on your own. But I wanted to shed some light. So who am I? My name's Charlie. Um, I built and scaled two companies, a marketing agency, Seven Figures, that I'm selling, and a coaching business to multi Seven Figures as well. And this YouTube channel is to help struggling agency owners and coaches acquire more clients. My mission is basically to make acquisition easy. And let's talk about the e-commerce niche. So there's two problems here. And they don't come from business at all. Um, in fact, they have nothing to do with business at first glance. But they're two ideas and concepts that you can take from external disciplines to apply to business to explain why you're struggling. So there's two. The first one has something to do with farming. And the second one has something to do with systems thinking. Um, two pretty cool disciplines to understand. So we'll start with the first one, which is farming. There's an idea in farming, it's not an idea, it's actually like a proven concept called monoculture. Monoculture is where farmers only grow one type of crop or one species of crop. Usually it's a very efficient model. It allows you to grow lots and lots. It allows you to keep costs very low. But the problem with monoculture is that a lack of biodiversity can cause disease and it can cause all sorts of problems for the crop in question because there's no lines of defense against disease. If you only have one crop and that crop is weak to drought, if there's a drought, then all the crops will die. If you only have one crop and it's, it's weak to one specific type of bacteria, then one bacteria can kill all the crops, not one alone bacteria. Being my point. How does this apply to the e-commerce niche? Well, right now, the e-commerce niche is in a monoculture. Everyone is offering the same thing to the same people, using the same messaging, the same scripts and the same processes. Everyone's using the same leads. You're not the first person to buy store leads, right? So there's, there's monoculture everywhere in the e-commerce niche. There's no diversity. And if you ask a biologist what happens if there's a lack of biodiversity in a species or in, in a population, the biologist will tell you, well, certain death will soon come. Now, an example of this is um, back to farming. In the 1970s in the US, there was a massive... Um, farming epidemic, I suppose you'd call it, called blighted corn, where everyone, all the farmers were only growing one type of corn to feed the nation, because corn syrup was becoming very popular as a replacement of sugar, so it was cheaper. And 
what what happened is this, this there was this huge disease swept across all these corn fields and like wiped out most of the corn well not most of it but a lot of the corn fields and crops and the same thing's happening now right so it's called blighted corn that was the disease and the way the US, the US since the 1970s they had this big corn issue and they haven't had it since and the reason they haven't had it since is because they grow different types of corn, right? So in Texas, they'll grow one variation of corn. In California, they'll grow another variation. And in, in Tennessee, they'll, wherever, you know, they grow all sorts of different types of corn these days um, because you've got the species and then subspecies within that species or within, within the, within what, we, what I don't even know what we call it, like the family or the, the genome, whatever. E-commerce is in the same position right now. Everyone's dying, right? There's the, 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 disease, the disease of, it's like the, the monoculture is a disease itself, because you've got to realize that like everyone thinks that e-commerce is this holy grail of niches because there's, there's like 10, there's 10 million, like everyone's like, yeah, there's millions and millions and millions of online stores and it's a growing industry. And there's like, you know, 10, I've, I've heard people say there's 10 million businesses to reach out to. I've heard people say that there's like 50 million businesses. I've heard people say there's, there's 1 million businesses, but you've got to realize that like in the e-com niche, there's only going to be a fraction of them that are actually in a position to actually afford your services. Because anyone can go and start an online shop and make a couple of grand a month. Doesn't mean they own an e-commerce store, but it does technically. So that's why the numbers are so skewed. So if you want to understand why you're struggling, just study monoculture and farming, right? It's very it's really obvious to me now, like why people in the e-com niche and other niches as well, like but mainly the e-com niche, why they really struggle. There's no there's no biodiversity. Everyone's singing the same song, trying to everyone it's kind of like if you get into the e-com niche, right, and you aren't able to think for yourself, right, the, the solution to this is critical thinking. It's being able to have the courage and the intelligence to observe what everyone's doing and to not do the same thing. But people don't have that strength to, to, to trust themselves to do that. But you must. You must. Because if you don't, you're just basically the same as the farmer that looks at what everyone else is growing and grows exactly that because that's what's already working and why would I think about anything else and why would I, you know, all I want to do is just copy and paste someone because I can't think for myself and I don't want to think for myself because that requires energy and I want an easy life. They grow the farm and they grow the crops on that farm. They put time and money into the land and then and then a year later they just get wiped out because they're doing the same thing as everyone else. So you need to learn to think for yourself and that's the first point is monoculture. It's kind of like, you know, one of the metaphors I use in my program is imagine that you are like in a choir, but the thing about this is you're in you're in a choir, right? And you're 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 in a theater, and in the theater there's hundreds of people and all those people represent your niche, right? Businesses that could buy from you. And you're in the choir, but everyone's trying to stand out. But then like everyone in the choir is singing the exact same song at the exact same tone. That's the problem with like the, the same leads, the same offer, the same service, the same retainer, the same ROAS deal, the same guarantee. Everyone's doing the same thing and it just doesn't work. Like you, you can grow, but it's just such a struggle. If it's hard for you to acquire clients, there's a strong sign that there's a foundational problem with your company. It's never, ever about the strategies or the scripts or the appointment booking processes. It's always about the foundations of the company and whether or not you're actually any different to everybody else. Because why would someone book an appointment with you if you can just offer them the same thing and do the same thing that everybody else does? Now, the only exception to this is when you can do it better and you put up with the struggle for long enough to acquire some clients and you get them insane results and then you grow through word of mouth. I've, the, to be honest, like we've seen like We've seen a lot of e-com clients in our program go from like, you know, zero or 5k a month all the way up to like, you know, 
40, 50, 60K a month with our strategies. So it's possible to do it, but it's damn sight harder for them to do that than it is for people in the lead gen space because in the lead gen space, there's so many niches and so many different ways of generating leads that you've still got an element of monoculture in certain places, but it's a lot easier to farm different crops, right? That's the first point, monoculture. You can go and study it. You can go and look at other examples. I think in like 2015, the same thing's happening with banana plants at the moment where like everyone's growing the same type of banana and there's like one disease that just seems to be wiping out like all of these banana plants. So it's kind of obvious, but the same thing is true in the business world, the online marketing space. Um, monoculture breeds problems. So stop being the same. Think for yourself, right? And you'll make mistakes when you do that, but it's okay. You need to be able to look at a market and develop your own perspective and stop relying on like other people to tell you what to do. That you can when when someone comes into our program, the best clients for us aren't the ones that just blindly follow what we tell them to do. They'll still get results, but the ones that get like really good results, they're the ones that look at what we do and then they apply their own perspective to it and then they go off in their own direction. And the foundations and the DNA of their company is different to everybody else's, and so they're not in the same boat as everyone else. And so when everyone else has the same problem, they don't because they're different, right? That's the, that's the first point. So that's from farming. And it's really important to understand that. The second point, and perhaps the one that is even more prevalent, is uh, a principle from systems thinking. And it's the principle of escalation, right? Um, escalation is it's kind of like a... It's, it basically, escalation is a blanket term for positive feedback loops, but it's when a feedback loop is dependent on two parties. So it's a game theory um like a game theory principle as much as it is in systems thinking. Basically what happens is this. So let's say that you've got Russia and you've got the USA in the Cold War in the 1960s, right? Or I think it's the 60s or whenever that happened, right? And Russia publishes a report to say that it's now got 100 nukes. And the USA, another force, and then they're like, shit, like Russia's got 100 nukes. So the USA publishes a report saying they've got 120 nukes. And then Russia's like, oh my God, they've got more nukes than us. So Russia publishes a report that they've got 150 nukes. And then the USA is like, oh my God, they've got more nukes than us. And so the USA publishes a report saying they've got 180 nukes. And then Russia says they've got more. And it's like constantly trying to one up someone else is escalation. And it, it happens because of the competitive nature of the world. And you know, it's pretty common. But you see this happen in the e-commerce niche as well. I don't like where we're headed, right, with the offer, with the whole offer thing. A year ago, you could get into the e-commerce niche and say that you helped brands grow their revenue by 15% um, with a retainer and you'd be fine. You get meetings. Then everyone started doing 15%. So then everyone had to start to do 20. And now everyone has to start to do 25. And now everyone's doing 25. Everyone has to offer 20, 30% growth. And it's the same with ROAS deals. Like, okay, we can get you a 2x ROAS. They got people got meetings like, you know, one or two years ago, 18 months, 24 months ago, you could generate a lot of meetings with the offer of like, I can give, I can guarantee you a 2x ROAS. But then the escalation thing kicks in where everyone's doing 2x and then some people start doing, they look at that like, shit, we need to one up them. I'll do a 2.5x. And then everyone else looks at that and they're like, shit, how can we compete with 2.5x? We need to do 3x. And then people look at the 3x thing and they're like, okay, we need to do more than that because we need to one up them. And that's our competition. Let's do 3.5x. And now like, it's at the point now where like, if you're in the e-com niche, you cannot book appointments and acquire clients without guaranteeing unheard of and unprecedented ROAS deals, pay on results, retainers, commission-based work, 
or some sort of like insane like promise of growth. Like if you go and start doing cold emails in the e-com niche and you're promising like a 15 to 20% like um, revenue increase, you're just really not going to win. Because everyone else is saying, I can get you 25%, or I can get you 30% increase. Hell, I've got clients that even offer a 40% revenue increase in 90 days. I know a guy in the e-com niche who is actually really fucking good, and he will pay clients $1,000 to come on board. And this is like escalation, right? <laughs> Everyone's just like trying to one-up, and it doesn't stop. It will eventually get to the point where it all falls apart. And what I mean by this is, I don't know what the critical mass point will be, but it will start to happen where like people are going to start to have to like the, the barrier to entry for e-com. You will have to guarantee like some sort of insane thing, like 50 percent growth in revenue or like, a, you know, a 10, 10x ROAS or something insane. And you think that sounds stupid. But if you don't if you don't believe this, then just look at how many nukes Russia and the USA has. And the only reason Russia and the USA have so many nukes is because they were just trying to one up each other throughout the Cold War because they were just kind of afraid of each other and wanted to compete. And so like. It's it's really dangerous and like I really just think it's headed in a really not very nice direction. Um, a lot of people are like there's going to be a strong sort of I don't know what you'd call it, but like an epidemic of like people getting wiped out in the ecom niche because I'm it's not that I'm pessimistic of it. It's just that I'm more a realist, right? There's monoculture. We know what happens with monoculture. And I don't care that you've moved to TikTok because everybody's moving to TikTok. I don't care that you've moved to email marketing because everybody's moved to email marketing. It's kind of like, you know, everyone's like, okay, so I, yeah, Facebook has monoculture. Everyone starts dying. So like, okay, here's an example of monoculture, right? iOS 14, right? The species is everyone looks the same, does the same thing, got the same genes, the same DNA. I run a Facebook ad agency and I charge one or two grand a month for retainers iOS 14 comes along, that's the equivalent of the blighted corn event in the 1970s. Every e-com agency is just suddenly wiped out. <laughs> it's kind of like, well, not all of them, because a lot of them have adapted and changed. But then, like, they're all just, like, completely just hit by this thing, and it's just monoculture. The same thing will happen when everyone moves to TikTok, and they all rely on TikTok, and then suddenly it doesn't work. Another example of monoculture is email marketers all using Lemlist. Right, everyone's using Lemlist for outreach. So it's a monoculture. Everyone's doing the same thing. There's no variation. And then along comes Google's algorithm, which is out of our control, to say, Lemlist, you can no longer send to our servers without going to spam. And then suddenly every email marketer goes into like meltdown because there's monoculture and nobody's got any variation. The way you defend against monoculture, sorry, the way you defend against disease and being eradicated from a population is by having the ability to have multiple variations. Now, I'm not saying you want multiple niches. I'm not saying you want to use multiple different softwares to send things because monoculture is, isn't something you want to avoid completely in your business. You want to have one niche. You want to have one service delivery method most of the time. Sometimes in, in, in e-com, that's not the same. That's not right. But you know, you want monoculture and you want one thing for certain things, but you also need to remember that like, you need to be constantly preparing for death right? And eradication and extinction. So be on your game and prepare for contingencies. iOS 14, we all saw it coming. In fact, like we knew prior to iOS 14 happening that Apple was in was going to introduce these insane things that made it hard to track. Like months before, they made it really obvious and really clear. But nobody was really paying attention. And, you know, everyone like, oh, no, now it's Facebook ads. Facebook ads don't work. And Shit, what do we do? And then they all just, people just dropped off. (sighs) 
So that's the econ niche. Escalation and monoculture create pain, death. And I'm not saying you should get out of it because the cool thing about this is that if you can weather the e-commerce storm for the next year or two, then everyone will start to drop off and die. And if you have more oxygen than everybody else and can go underwater for longer and make less money for longer, and eventually you'll come up for air and everyone will be gone and you'll just have all the resources you want. So there is light at the end of the tunnel, but it's not what it used to be. If you're following a 997 course that was made in 2018 or 2019, you're in for a very nasty surprise. The game has changed and the market has shifted. And if you don't recognize that, you'll struggle. So I wanted to record this video because I want to help you understand probably why you're struggling and also give you some ideas the way out of it. Like the solution to monoculture <clears throat> is critical thinking and variation and the solution to escalation is critical thinking and difference. Like if I was in like the econ niche, my offer would be, I would just try, I would just start randomly testing strange offers, right? Things that don't really have any, like that they're not conventional. They'd just be, they'd be idiosyncratic. Um, and I'd be trying to tap into the prospects, like emotions and what they really want. But think about it. I just wanted to share this video because I see things headed in a bad direction. I see a lot of people suffering because they don't understand these things. They just think that the e-commerce niche is just like cursing out to get them. But there's no such thing as like, curses in business right there's no such thing as bad luck there's always just such things as principles that you can study that make it really clear as to why you're failing so that's everything for today's video i hope you enjoyed it and i'll look forward to seeing you in the next one thanks for watching